0: Test, test, test. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are Eric and Sarah.
1: Welcome back. So, we just got back from a productive morning. hmm Well, morning for us. It's really already like 2 p.m. now, but we have been kind of waking up late.
0: Definitely waking up We go through
1: periods of waking up early, consistently, for like two weeks, and then we just slide back into our old habits. Yeah. Video games and Survivor late night, I think, are responsible for this, in
0: part. It's hard. I think the the (laughs) last time this really happened was Memorial Day weekend, when, you know... We don't go to jobs. We're both self-employed. But we still... A, we still try to celebrate every weekend. By celebrate, I mean, you know... Observe it. Observe it. Yeah, we like try to give ourselves a weekend. And and when there's a long weekend, we do the same thing. We're like, oh, it's a three-day weekend.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say that we work any less, but I will say it feels a little different. For me, mostly because people stop emailing me
0: Mm -hmm. on weekends, which I... I love <laughs> yep yep
1: but it, i don't know just spiritually it feels better
0: we stay up later on three-day weekends it seems because yeah. i think on memorial day is the last time we fell back into waking up at like 9 45 <laughs> instead of 8 30 which is a big difference it's it a, is it's a big difference in how you feel emotionally as well
1: i i it's so confusing to me why that's the case because even if you're awake for the same amount of time but it's just shifted a few hours later It just feels so different. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing like waking up early and knocking out a bunch of work or like going to the gym or I don't know, just anything. Putting Mm -hmm. on actual human clothes too.
0: Like your new Mets shirt?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I thrifted a Mets shirt. It's very cozy.
0: She surprised me with it. She was like, look at this new shirt I bought. And I was (laughs) like, that's the best shirt ever. Can I have it? Okay. Other things. So after our productive morning... Wait, what? Oh, okay. I remember. I was like, there's something I was going to say about the productive morning.
1: So we basically have been trying to once a week, approximately, go leave the house, sit at a coffee shop, bring our laptops and just kind of get administrative work done. I did some graphic design. I made a bunch of Pinterest pins for my recipe blog, just stuff that we can do that we don't need to be at home for. It's nice. It helps us feel like we're connected to the outside world.
0: Yeah, and it started it started again recently because <laughs> our upstairs neighbor moved out. And we've only been living here for 3 or 4 4 months now maybe. Mm-hmm. And our upstairs neighbor she she seemed nice, mm-hmm. but we just heard like a lot of rustling one day and we were like, "What's going on?" And I kind of went outside and looked in, looked onto their balcony, and it seemed like they were just moving stuff around, so I was like, she was outside and I was just like, "Hey, are you guys moving?" And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh. I kind of just guessed. Just Mm -hmm. because I was like, why would people be making so much noise upstairs unless they're like moving stuff around? And why would people be moving stuff around if they're not moving? I kind of just guessed. And she was like, yeah, they're picking up the stuff today. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess she had lived here for a few years. And I don't know. So she's been gone. And we've heard people coming in and out of the apartment above us. Just presumably the owners.
1: Well, they've been doing extensive That's
0: like, what I was getting upgrading to. Upgrading
1: of, yeah. the, of the unit upstairs. Yep. And the other day we figured out that they were replacing all of the flooring.
0: Yep. They pulled out all the carpet because I walked mm-hmm. their entrances on the other side of the building. So I walked around and I was kind of just like peering. I was like what's happening? And there's just like a bunch of carpet coming out and then I was like okay so they're ripping out the entire floor. And then that was like last week, one day in the afternoon, and then the next morning at like eight thirty, just so many people clomping around up there. You can tell when it's like someone who lives there, just kind of like walking around in their day to day life, and you can tell when it's like construction workers
1: of course, like
0: clomping in and putting all their tools down.
1: well, it got to the point where our ceiling was like vibrating, like I was yeah. mildly af- i i knew it was kind- well it turned out not to be an irrational fear. But I was working, sitting at my desk, and I could hear, like, banging right above me. And I was like, is someone going to fall through the ceiling onto me?
0: Well, they didn't replace the carpet with new carpet. They replaced it with some sort of hardwood thing.
1: Do you know what kind of wood it was?
0: (laughs) Uh, I think it was a walnut-cherry blend. Nice. Uh, Yeah, so they're laying down some sort of hardwood experience. (laughs) Laying
1: down the hardwood experience.
0: So that means... I think what they do is they, like, they put, um, like, a sticky substance on the, like, on the foundation, and then they, like, mallet it into place. Okay. So they were just bang, 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 bang. Uh, And, I mean, it's not, it's not, like, a well-constructed, well, it's a well-constructed building, but it's not soundproofed at all. It was loud as shit, is what I'm saying.
1: this to say, because it was so loud for a full day, we decided to leave,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: go work at a coffee shop for many, many hours. And it was okay? so
0: frustrating because I had <laughs> I had a project for a client. Someone hired me to sing new lyrics over, like, a karaoke track of a song from the 70s uh, with, like, lyrics about God for her church. So <laughs> she hired me to do it, and I, I didn't have anything else on the docket. And I was like, I'm going to knock this out so fast for her. Like, I'm going to be like – I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it on the first day because people love that, right? And then I couldn't because they were – banging on the ceiling the entire day and i had to film a tiktok and i couldn't film it it's just it's frustrating when you record and film things for a living and two days in a row there's so much noise in your house that you can't even think such is life Uh, yeah such is life so we went to starbucks Mm -hmm. to get stuff done that day and then we were like oh we should do this again more often but I, i think they're done upstairs haven't heard any banging just some people walking around I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, are they going to like redo their kitchen or something? And it's just going to be like a constant. who it's knows? Be can't worry fine. about it. Can't worry Eric, about it.
1: Eric works himself up so extensively with <sighs> I all do. the possibilities. I really do. He's like, oh my god, what if the person who ends up moving in is really loud? Or what if they think we're too loud and then we can't do music? And then we have to escape our lease early. I'm like, we can't do that. <laughs> I do,
0: I do think about that because I know. I mean. Is it that irrational?
1: Well, you just can't do anything about it. It doesn't help to fixate on it.
0: I know, but if it did come down to it, we could do something about it. I mean, the last person who lived here moved out kind of on a whim, it seemed, as our landlord told us. She was like, I want to move to Arizona. And
1: she I moved. am pretty sure we'd be forfeiting our security deposit.
0: Yeah, that would be a real bummer. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um,
1: so we were doing some cute threat. We were, we've been trying to, like, batch work. Um, Which is like one of those productivity techniques that I hear about a lot basically doing Like setting aside time or a day each week to do a specific type of work Mm -hmm. So it's like today we're gonna film today. We're gonna edit today. We're going to write copy So today I just sat down and I wrote like Instagram captions for all of the Instagram posts that we have planned For the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. We wrote our little like announcement for our single release. Oh, yeah It was very satisfying I've forgotten how much I love writing, how much I like identify with I don't know just writing actual words mm-hmm. rather than being like talking to a camera,
0: yeah, you really do you're much of you're much more of a writer naturally. yeah
1: I am I know I think that's I've talked about this, but I think that's why we I was able to make like a good impression on you mm-hmm. even like when before we had met in person because we did so much over text, and I can like. Just, I'm myself when I'm writing, I think, the most. Yeah. And yeah. for me,
0: you know, it, it gives you time to think about what you're going to say before you say it, right? Because <clears throat> nothing can just stupidly come out of your mouth when you're texting, because you have to write it and look at it and hit send. <laughs> so it's a lot easier to be like, you know what? you That, may, that might sound stupid. I'm going to delete that and say something else. But I want to go back to the first Starbucks trip last week when they were doing the work, because... You said you had this quote-unquote irrational fear that something was gonna like fall on you while they were banging on the ceiling, that turned out to not be irrational. So when we came home, I went to our master bathroom, and we have a light in the ceiling that has like a glass or yeah, like a frosted glass. Um, like it's not a lamp shade. It's just a cover. But yeah, a cover, and uh, it fell.
1: It shattered.
0: It fell onto our toilet
1: into our toilet
0: yeah i would say i would say a quarter of the shards went into the toilet
1: we used barbecue tongs to remove them
0: yep straight into a small (laughs) trash bag but we came home and i was like yeah babe um the light fell sarah was like huh and i was like yeah the cover on the on the light fell and there's glass everywhere so i called my landlord and he's like well I'll try to figure out who the owner of the unit is because he's like, I'm not paying to replace that. And I just cleaned it up and moved on with our lives. But I mean, that's why we, we weren't there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't irrational. I can't believe something actually fell off of our ceiling. Mm -hmm. The vent in the bathroom that, you know, when you turn on, when you take a shower, you know, after you poop, it (laughs) got dislodged and it's like falling out of the hole it sits in. And I'm like, does this always happen when people do work on an upper floor or is it just like bad luck that that happened?
1: I mean, our our unit is not that like modern either. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the stuff was already kind of mm-hmm. janky.
0: What's funny, because some of it is like the floors are modern and yeah. then like the sink looks like it's from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Very strange. But yeah, that was, uh, that, was that. that. Harrowing. It's was, was quite the experience. <laughs> um, okay. So while we were at Starbucks today, what I want to talk about... I went on Facebook to check our like our cute threat Facebook fan fan page. That's such a weird. I know it sounds so stupid. Yeah, our fan page. I mean, even when I talk about the people who listen to the podcast and people who follow us and comment on stuff, I'll be telling my dad something about something one of you said some nice thing and i'll be like yeah fan said this and i'm like it's i it's like imposter syndrome one of like, our listeners not... yeah i mean like one you of guys, our
1: community members
0: you guys are fans it just feels weird to i feel like i'm putting myself on a pedestal
1: right i mean you're fans but you're not only fans
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so not yet
1: <laughs> wow
0: i was making eyes at the camera for you guys listening Right. Um, but yeah, so I went on Facebook to check our page and see if anything has been happening. And when I logged on, I saw the first thing that popped up was my music teacher from high school, Mr. Doyle, who I think I've talked about in the podcast before, Frankie Fingers Doyle.
1: You would be the guy who adds all your teachers. Not
0: all of them. The ones I really liked.
1: You're just a little ham. You I know? am.
0: I am. The I feel hams. like old
1: people like you.
0: They really do. Yeah. I don't know why. I was going
1: to say adults like you, but technically we're adults.
0: But like we're not. People
1: are parents' age and older. I feel like they like you.
0: I think so. I feel like I've always gotten along with um, adults, like my dad's friends, my parents' friends and whatnot. They would always tell me I was mature for my age. You know, I was uh, an old soul. I don't really know how to take that. It (laughs) It makes me sound really uncool, I feel like. You know, like cool, cool young people aren't old souls. Anyway, he's retiring. He's retiring after 22 years of teaching at the high school I went to. And I went to leave a nice comment. And I was like, eh, he has like hundreds of comments. He, the man got 600 likes on his retirement post.
1: Aww. That's crazy. You did something right.
0: He did. Mm-hmm. So I, I sent him a direct message instead. And I was like, oh, hey, Mr. D, just wanted to say congratulations. And I was like, well, let me write something nice. And I didn't have anything in mind. I was just kind of. I was just gonna try to say something um, original, not just like what everyone else was saying, which is congrats on the retirement. You deserve it. I wanted to write something more. You heartfelt. deserve it. What?
1: You deserve it. Uh uh-huh. To retire. It just, yeah, just makes sense. That's it's what like people say, who wouldn't deserve to retire
0: after working for their entire life? Yeah. I, yeah.
1: Whatever. Anyway. I, yeah, yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I didn't want to say something like that. I was like, what can I say? And I kind of just started. Typing from the heart, really. And I I was just thinking, and this is what I ended up saying. I was like, you know, it really is appreciated, like, all you've done for your students over the years. And I was like, for me, you really made me realize that I am a talented musician who can be successful, even though I'm not like a lot of your other students. And what I meant was, he, he taught me in a class called Electronic Music, where we messed around in Logic on the Macs and just like kind of made stuff. And there were a lot of people in that class who weren't really musicians. And then there were a few of us who were musicians to whatever degree. But then he also taught the music theory classes at school. And he taught like... You had
1: music theory classes at your school. Yeah, we had
0: IB music theory.
1: Y'all fancy. I
0: know. AP and IB music theory. And I was never in those classes because I wasn't a trained musician like that. And I'm still really not. But... He always appreciated and commented and, you know, told me that I'm a good musician and kind of just, I don't know, like I said, he kind of made me realize that I could be successful and I am good at it. Even Without though, formal training. Yeah, even though I'm not in one of his IB classes. Mm-hmm. And it's, I didn't realize really how much I appreciated that until mm-hmm. I went to write something nice to him. And then it kind of just all came out and I was like, you're the best. Thank you.
1: A tear was shed.
0: Well, I was writing it and I was I got a little I got a little uh, teary eyed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was emotional, so I just wanted to drop that drop that story in.
1: What we did an episode where we you brought him up before. Do you remember what that is? Did we do an episode on like influences or like? Oh, it must have been the um, meet Eric episode where you like recapped your life. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also he was one of the teachers a few times. It was weird because he he taught an elective class, right? It was like electronic music wasn't like one of the, part of the uh the core curriculum or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. It wasn't like science class. So a few times when I was um getting homeschooled when I was sick, he came over and like we went to the basement where I had like my studio set up at my dad's house and we like worked in logic and worked on my songs and whatever. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so cool he like really wasn't under any obligation to go because it wasn't one of those classes and he still went out of his way a few times to like make music with me in my little recording space nice so he's a good dude and i appreciate him Mm. i'm kind of making it sound like he died but he did not he just retired
1: and he deserves it and
0: he deserves (laughs) it and so do all of you when you retire (laughs) Uh, um okay where do you want to pivot after that story i don't know How, how are you feeling
1: I'm kind of sad that I don't have a teacher who like made that much of a, I mean, obviously teachers influence you a lot because you're a child when you're going through education and your mind is squishy and malleable, mm. but I don't, no one like jumps out at me as like a, this huge influence. Mm. I don't know.
0: I mean, what, like what classes did you care about the most or get the most out of? I
1: don't know.
0: Spanish. That's
1: why I'm like confused because I was very like academically inclined. identified a lot with my academic performance, but I just think I was doing things to do them well. It wasn't like out of any deep, right? Like I love writing, but like I hated like AP English is not fun. Like, I don't know. It wasn't fun for me.
0: I think that's why like the elective classes are important and things like that. Yeah. Because I did learn so much from those classes. Like I learned a ton, and it was fun, and it extremely influenced my life now. Right. Whereas you know, reading To Kill a Mockingbird didn't. Mm-hmm. Though I right. ac- actually it it did because I'm not racist, and I can only assume like being educated about those kinds of things
1: is a part of it
0: right that's that book right that a I'm small part of? of it that's that's I'm...
1: i mean th- that topic does come up yes
0: okay i wasn't i always get those books that like everyone reads in high school kind of confused because i don't really remember any of them all that well. Mm-hmm. okay to kill a mockingbird boo radley atticus finch
1: well you know what just occurred to me though like english is really weird writing is weird because when you think about math for example Like, I was in advanced math classes because I was good at it. And there's something for me, like, way more satisfying about learning a topic in math because it feels more under your control. Like, I really feel as if how much, like, your command of the English language and your ability to write creatively. I mean, yes, you can polish it to some extent, but I feel like so much of that is shaped by how much you read as a child also, I, I want to like pull up um the specific study about this, but it like suggested that basically your uh, facility with language is really heavily shaped by just the number of words spoken to you when you're a baby by your parents, because child like babies' brains are so they just adapt so quickly. They're like these complex statistical machines.
0: When you say number of words, do you mean, like, number of unique words? No, just, like, how much do your parents
1: actually talk to you? Mm. Because, like, babies learn language patterns basically by seeing, like, how frequently certain things, uh, certain sounds, inflections, like, happen together. Mm. Um, Oh, my God. Developmental psych is really cool. Because you know how there's, we have our number of syllables in our language, And then in other languages, there's different sounds and syllables that we don't exist in our language. And there was a study about, they were basically trying to figure out how early do babies show that they recognize their own language. Because as a baby, they don't show any, like, they pay the same amount of attention to words spoken in every language. But... At a certain point, and it's like pretty early on in life, if you play them something, even just a, like a syllable or a specific sound that exists in their language, they all of a sudden start to like parse it differently and pay more attention to it. And it's just, it's weird. Babies are yeah. just smart without trying to be, right. which is why like it makes sense that the, the greater volume of speech that you're experiencing as a baby like has a lot to do with how much you master the language
0: so did your parents talk to you a lot as a baby because you, you have ai don't know you have a good grasp on the english <laughs> language
1: yeah um but
0: it's funny what you said about about writing and math because math really is so much in your control i mean mm-hmm. it's objective right? yeah i mean you lear- you either learn the formulas why do i feel like formulas Formule. is it formulae? I'm like, I feel like formulas isn't the correct p- plural. I
1: mean, you would say formulas in English, though.
0: Formulas. Yeah. Uh, if you learn the formulas, you can do the problems. Yeah. I mean, you can learn all you want about the English language and how you're technically supposed to write, but that won't make you a good writer. You could still right. write clunkily and weirdly. Yeah.
1: There's just, you yeah. just As have so much. As he speaks clunkily and weirdly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's just interesting. So I feel like I really, I kind of miss being challenged in like math and I don't know, more analytical disciplines. Do some math. Disciplines.
0: Practice for your IQ test.
1: Right. But see, this is like that FOMO thing where it's, it's like you get older and you have to really decide, like you have so little time, mm-hmm. right? Because you're doing adult stuff yeah. and you can't just be learning all the time. Right. And it's like, well... I want to learn piano and guitar. I want to learn, like, music theory. And also, it would be cool to take some computer science classes again. And it's like, there's just so many things to do on this planet as a human. And, like, are you going to do a million of them uh, kind of terribly? Or are you going to do, like, three of them really, really well?
0: And also with experiences, you know? Like, putting into perspective what's worth it and what's not. So, when we were at Starbucks, I got a text from my friend Potter, who, excuse me, we've been thinking, uh, basically every summer since I met him a few years ago, we've been hiking a 14er. Right? I think so. Maybe not last year, actually. But either way, it was something where I was like, yeah, you know, we're moving back to Colorado this summer. We got to hike a 14er together. And... It kind of just, you know, the plan kind of slipped away. And then he te- he texted me last night and he was like, so what do you want to do? How about this weekend in August? And I was just thinking about it like we Sarah and I have been doing so much stuff. The podcast, recording music, learning about marketing and promotion, taking photos and making videos and doing our real jobs. I'm like, I can't even imagine taking like a weekend to go camping and just to hike. Like, it doesn't sound like something I should do, right? Especially since we're going to New York for two weeks at the end of the month. And I'm like, uh, I just don't know if I can do it this year. And then now we're having this conversation and I'm thinking, I mean, it's really, it's like a day or two two days with the traveling back and forth. It's like two days out of our whole lives. And I'm just trying to figure out if it's worth it, right?
1: Follow your heart. <laughs>
0: right now just my heart do it says i'm it, busy <laughs> if it
1: seems like it would be fun do it yeah
0: we'll decide as it gets closer but that's just what it made me think about
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's so much to do on the planet mm-hmm. like you said okay what else what else are you thinking about
1: what else did you write down in your little list listicle
0: i try not to go by the list because when i go by when i go down the list the conversation is not fluid mm-hmm my mustache keeps going in my nose which is why I keep touching my nose excuse me <laughs> um we could talk about my shirts we're gonna go to target later because we went to target a few months ago and I bought some t-shirts did we talk about this maybe I think we talked about me buying plain t-shirts for when we're photographed and when we're you know playing and just playing shows eventually you're giving me this face. I don't what? Know go what the ahead. Face means.
1: Go ahead. Keep okay. talking.
0: Uh, I bought these shirts. I just wanted some plain t shirts. And now, a few months later, I want smaller shirts. I just want the same shirts in a smaller size, uh, which is what I'm wearing right now because I think I look better in them. So we're going to go back to Target and I'm going to restock my closet with these shirts that I really like.
1: How does that make you feel? A little kind of buff. Nice.
0: Well, I put the shirt on for the first time and I walked out to Sarah. and She's like, oh, what do you think? And I was like, I think I look a little buff in this shirt. No, you actually said it like me.
1: this. I think I, look, I think I look a little buff in this.
0: I didn't say it like that.
1: <laughs> you did not do it in the buff man voice So you just demonstrated. So
0: what I said just now was, I think I look a little buff. What I actually said was, I think I look a little buff. <laughs> like, like a weirdo?
1: No. Mm-hmm.
0: wait no not like a weirdo well yeah but not
1: that variety of weirdo okay
0: okay okay uh so we're gonna go back and get i'm gonna buy some more shirts Mm. that i like Mm -hmm. it's just a little thing i don't buy clothes ever i never how do you say that word what clothes clothes do you say clothes clothes i say clothes like a door like clothes (laughs) well uh we're also gonna go get my tire fixed because I think we talked about this on the podcast weeks ago, but we went to Boulder to see our friends, and my tire pressure light came on at some point. And <laughs> you're doing the face again.
1: <laughs> I'm like, we're you're reading our errands list now.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> All right, well, let me let me get my phone then, and you say uh, something real quick.
1: Well, I just want to pivot very briefly to uh, the topic of Britney Spears.
0: Oh. You should have pivoted. Why didn't you pivot before I, when I was talking about she T-shirts? Wasn't,
1: she wasn't top of mind. <laughs> I went
0: into something about getting my tire fixed and buying T-shirts at Target. The T-shirts? And you had Britney Spears queued up? I didn't. Oh.
1: She just materialized. As she does? Yeah. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar with this topic, <laughs> um, still look at the list, though, to see what else we had written.
0: I got the list.
1: Okay. So... How do we explain this? Okay, just look it up, y'all. It's insane. Basically, Britney Spears has been in this conservatorship for the past 13 years, which means that due to uh, mental infirmity, she was ruled by the state of California to be unfit to be in charge of her own medical decisions and finances. So her father, who was really never a, a big part of her life, and seemed like a generally not great guy when she was growing up has been in charge of all that i think i read that he makes sixteen thousand dollars a month like from just being her conservator what and the thing is that she has been working the entire time she's gone on like world tours right she had a residency in vegas and it's just very clear that she is of sound mind at least enough to be working
0: i mean sarah said 13 years but think about it people that's when she shaved her head yeah like that was a long time ago we were like oh britney spears is crazy she shaved her head
1: people are terrible like yeah so we were watching what's the name of the documentary it was on hulu
0: framing britney spears right it was it's a it was one long it's like an hour and 15 minute thing but it's technically an episode Of like a New York Times series about different things. Yeah.
1: Right. So we watched that because... So I feel like a few months ago, people were kind of talking about free Britney, hashtag free Britney. They were talking about how they thought she was leaving like covert messages on her Instagram because she wasn't allowed to freely talk about the conservatorship publicly. And a lot of people I think just thought it was like a silly conspiracy. And then it became clear that she actually does want either out of it or she wants it to not be managed by her father anymore. And in recent like court hearings, she has like publicly spoken about that for the first time. So we watched this documentary and so all that is very weird but I think the weirdest part was basically they they talked about her beginnings as an artist cuz she's been in showbiz since she was a child. Um and so we saw like several different phases she went through in different interviews that she was what she was interviewed many times by many different people at different phases of her career right because she when she came up she was like america's sweetheart and then she was dating Justin Timberlake and she was getting all sexy and then it was a whole like thing about her still being a virgin and it was just crazy oh to God. watch they, yeah some of yeah. these old interviews which is creepy ass like not even just men like there were women interviewers too yeah. just asking her the most insane questions
0: i like how you're visibly uncomfortable like you're touching your hair in a (laughs) way that makes it obvious you're uncomfortable with the conversation yeah
1: i was so cringy and i'm like okay like say what you will about like this time in history people being overly sensitive and everyone has to be politically correct but i will take this over the way women were treated even just 20 years ago insane
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like back then, it just seemed like everybody across the board was like, oh my god, Britney Spears is showing cleavage on <laughs> in, her, in her new music video, you know, even though she's 20 and can do whatever she wants. But I feel like now, it's like, for the most part, they're like the people who are offended by everything and the people who are not. And it's right. less like moderate across the board and it's more clear camps you know you have the people who are like little nas x made out with another man on stage mm. sinner and then people who are like hell yeah you're gay you're proud you can literally do whatever you want great right we don't care
1: well remember when britney and madonna smooched during a performance <laughs> oh my
0: god yeah and that
1: was like just such a topic of conversation i just like now I mean, if you watched a Cardi B music video or a Doja Cat music video, like, women and men, I guess, all artists are just talking so freely about, like, sexuality. And I feel like everything's so fluid now.
0: And the only time it matters and people get mad at you when you're a man is when you're gay, like Lil Nas X, Mm -hmm. right? If you're, like, a woman doing it, you're called things. If you're a gay... I mean, I feel like Lil Nas X is changing the game and just mm. being like look how gay i am isn't it great mm-hmm. and he's pissing off so many people it's fantastic <laughs> but you know when men are sexualizing women and being sexist or it, no one really cares you know like uh i know you want it blurred lines right mm-hmm. didn't that song like eventually get some heat for yeah i think either so. the lyrics or the music video or right or him i can't remember what happened
1: i don't remember the details but i know what you're talking about yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, what was I going to say? Brittany. So, well, on the topic of Lil Nas X, I think I don't follow him anymore because he posts so frequently yeah. and I, I just, I love him, but I, I didn't want my entire feed to be dominated by him. You don't love him that much. Right. But, but it makes me think that he's a really good, like, he's good at interacting with his fans. Like when Montero or Call Me By Your Name came out and everyone was memeing it and TikTok. Those memes were really funny. I think I watched like way too many of them. He like re-shared um, almost all of them yeah. on his Instagram page. And it's just really nice that he's always like in touch with his fans.
0: It's funny how you, well how I can like somebody. <clears throat> like I don't like Lil Nas X's music. It doesn't bother me, but I don't really like it. Yeah, but I only like him just because of like what he's doing, socially, right? And just you know putting his gayness out there, yeah. Because he knows, because he gets this response from people who think he's such a terrible person Mm -hmm. for being a gay black man, and I, I just I just love it. He's just like standing his ground and owning everybody in the process, right? So I don't care about his music at all, but I care so much about what he's doing right you know
1: yeah i think it's important he definitely is forging a new path mm-hmm. which is cool
0: yeah i mean <laughs> he he tweeted something like sometimes he tweets things that just like get a million likes on twitter yeah which is insane he was just like wow everyone got so he basically said everyone got so up in arms about me kissing this guy on stage i'm just gonna you know Fuck him next time. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. that Because so many people freak. Yeah. So people freak out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, so the Britney thing, it's extremely sad and real and serious. Yeah. And I think there was just another like court order thing where she was like, hey, let me out. And they were let like. Let me out.
1: Let me out. This,
0: this is, is not a dance.
1: dance. I'm begging for help. I'm screaming
0: for help. Please come let me out. That is a uh, Rick and Morty oh. reference. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like a serious thing. And I guess someone, some judge just denied s- some request of hers. To mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I mean, it's been so long. It just really seems like she should be allowed to have control of her money again. Yeah. Also, you know her dad's crazy. Well, I guess maybe her mom too. But we learned that in the documentary, we learned her father's name is Jamie Spears and her mother's name is lynn spears (laughs) and sarah goes oh my god jamie lynn spears is britney spears sister (laughs) they literally named her her both of her first names are her parents first names Mm -hmm. that is some kind of parent yeah uh (laughs) should i I refer to the list sure uh mount fuji
1: mount fuji Mm -hmm. how do i even explain this it was this is this just a little like inside joke we now have, which has come up a lot. But basically we were were we recording one day?
0: Yeah, I we think we were working so. on
1: some sort of project all day and we had been planning to make sushi. We got ingredients and stuff. And we ended up just working so late that I was like, babe, what if instead of making sushi we had someone else make sushi for us?
0: And I was like <laughs> I was like, um I was like, it's fine. I'll make sushi. I'll just... I'll make it.
1: And I was... I I was like, but I've already been looking, like, at different Yelp reviews, and there's this place called Mount Fuji that we could go. It's only, like, three minutes away from us by car.
0: And I was like, "Uh, it's okay. Like, we have the stuff. I'll just make it. And Sarah was like, you're gonna make all... I mean, like, we make sushi together. (laughs) And, like, I can... I could do it if I wanted to, but it just... Sarah was like, are you actually... Do you actually want to go through all that trouble? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then a few minutes later, I was looking <laughs> on my phone. Sarah was like, what are, you, what are you looking at? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, are you looking at the menu for the restaurant? And I kind of just like, she was on the floor over here in her little like hangout space in our music room. And I kind of just like fell on the floor and like crawled up to her and looked at her. And in our like couple baby voice said, I want to go to Mount Fuji. <laughs> I'm not going to do the voice on the podcast. I want to go Mount Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> I said I want to go to Mount Fuji.
1: <laughs> you like embellished like, you... a little. I think you implanted a false memory in your in your brain. Did I? Yeah, because what really, what happened was this all happened in one go, which is that I said, "So we can go to Mount Fuji." Here, you can look at the menu, and then you said, "Well, I can make sushi." And I said, "Really? Okay." And then you immediately said, "No, I want to go Mount Fuji," which is <laughs> which is to say, like. This is the most Eric thing ever, is that he (laughs) offered to make sushi, but had no intention of ever actually making the sushi because he thought that I was going to be like, no, let's just go. But because I knew that that was what he was thinking, I called his bluff. (laughs)
0: Let me just say, if you did say, I don't want to go to Mount Fuji, but I want sushi. Will you make the sushi? I would have done it. I would have done it. I would have absolutely done it.
1: But Mount Fuji was uh, straight fire. It was delicious. It was
0: really good. No one was in there, which is like, on one hand, you're like, oh, well, that's like, I was just consulting the list on my phone. Um, On one hand, it's like, yeah, it's nice. We have the restaurant to ourselves. But on the other hand, it's kind of creepy.
1: I get anxious when I'm the only person in any sort of establishment or like, well, see, I won't usually go in if there's no one else in there, and I also won't get, go in like within the last hour of a place closing, usually, because I just don't want to be a hassle to the staff. But luckily, some other people came in, so it was nice.
0: Um, one other thing, and then I think that that that's the conclusion of the list. The last thing is your numerical insanity. we may have discussed this at some point
1: we've we've talked about one manifest manifestation of it which is that in numbers that are more than four digits (laughs) five digits and above okay i can't like place the comma in my mind
0: four digits because let's say something is 1100 right Sarah will say
1: 11,000.
0: 11,
1: <laughs> well, now I know that I do it though. So I'm like always like on edge when I'm saying numbers,
0: <laughs> but I
1: still catch myself do, like starting to say thousand,
0: which is so weird because it like doesn't track with any other part of your <laughs> brain. Like you're just so on top of brain things and you're so smart. Not, <laughs> not, I'm not saying it makes you dumber because you do this. It's just it doesn't really like correlate to how you are, you know. You'll see something that's like one hundred and eleven thousand, and you'll be like eleven. <laughs> like, okay, you won't say that. Maybe you'd say like eleven thousand. I just something with the commas. Yes, and it's with anything miles, minutes. Mm-hmm. So we've we've uh, coined the phrase. We've named it numerical insanity. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I took from an episode of The Good Place, where one of the characters, cheaty reveals that he has, what is it?
0: Directional insanity. Directional
1: insanity. Meaning he like literally can't follow a map.
0: But he was just joking, I think?
1: I don't think he was. I can't remember
0: the context. I think he
1: was actually lost.
0: Really? Yes. I have directional insanity. <laughs> I think numerical insanity is so goddamn funny. <laughs> um, okay. I think, are we are we wrapping up?
1: You didn't, you didn't even, like, explain why that came up, though. Oh. Well, basically, w- think about it.
0: <laughs> it. It was at Starbucks, right?
1: Yes. So, I was, like I said at the beginning, we were writing the captions for the next two weeks.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, Sarah started a note on her computer and shared it with me on mine, <laughs> and I opened it, and she had basically put, you know, like, a, a brief description of what we're posting. Uh, the caption... And then the date we're going to post it. And all of the days were correct. You know, like it said today, it said the 5th. And then we'll post on Wednesday, the 7th and the 9th. But the month, all were fours insinuating April (laughs) uh, instead of what it currently is, which is July. And I was like, babe, you put the the date as April for every date. And that's how it... And then what did you... Why? Oh, because you said... Because
1: yesterday was July 4th. So like the most prominent date in my mind was the 4th. So for some reason, my mind was just anchored on the 4th. So I put today is 4-7 or whatever.
0: <sighs> and then, yeah, the numerical insanity.
1: I have to say, though, like, st- I don't know if this is normal. It's probably not. But, like, when I'm writing a date, I still almost always have to manually count, like, what month corresponds really? to what number. That's I can get through May. I can get through may
0: what's 10 o- october what's 12 december what's eight
1: your birthday month
0: which that's, is? that's why
1: i remember which is Ocho.
0: <laughs> no the month is named august <laughs> i almost said april fuck it's rubbing off on me i have calendrical insanity insanity of the calendar i don't know uh okay is that it?
1: I think so. Okay.
0: Wow. That was really, really something. <laughs> thank you guys for watching and listening. By golly, I hope this video file uh, works this time. I just, you know, I don't I don't have a good or bad feeling about it. I just don't know if it's going to work or not. So let's hope there's a video this time on YouTube. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next week. And we'll send it off to our... Sup? shout out. Hi guys, we're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm whatislifedude what is and click on the support button.
1: And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys.
0: So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.